kind of doing something a little bit scary felt felt good. You know, at 45, I don't want to look back and regret. Are you a mom with a story to tell but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on. But that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these moms write. Hey moms, are you wondering how to get started as a writer? It can be tricky, especially when you are juggling the responsibilities of motherhood and mortgages. Today's guest, Jill Robinson, shares her journey transitioning from a career in speech pathology to writing, a journey she is still very much in the middle of. Jill has published two stories in Chicken Soup for the Soul, as well as several other mom-related anthologies. In addition, she creates dark fiction with Kindle Vela. In this episode, she shares the many small steps she has taken to start building her new writing life, including branching out into the world of Kindle Vela and why you may want to as well if you are in the U.S. Please welcome Jill Robinson. Hello, Jill. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Jackie. Appreciate it. So what are you most excited about right now? I would say right now um, I've started writing on uh, Kindle Vela, which is Amazon's new serialized writing platform. So, you know, they've got all their other Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. This is a little bit different because authors are able to post their stories as short episodes. And um, I just started with that in January, end of January. I had some short stories I didn't know what to do with, didn't know where to put them out. And I thought, well, we'll give this a try and, and see how it goes. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've got one finished story and I've got one getting close to wrapping up right now. And I've got a third one kind of in the back of my mind. That's cool. Yeah, I've heard of Kindle Villa, And I have to admit that I really don't really understand what it is. So, so Kindle Vela, Kindle Vela is Amazon's new platform for reading. It's different from their, you know, Kindle Unlimited or a normal book that you, full book that you would download um, onto your either Kindle device or your tablet that you're reading. Instead of getting a full completed book from, you know, chapter one to chapter, you know, to the end, um, these are going to be short episodes is what they're calling them. So almost kind of like Netflix for books. Um, you're going to have short episodes that authors are going to release their story bit by bit. And maybe they'll release one or two episodes a week. And they're, they're short, perfect for, you know, reading in the car line, reading as you're waiting to pick up kids from an event. Episodes are typically 600 words to 5,000 words at the most. So you can start a book start a story, read a couple episodes, come back. Um, what is nice about Bell and what, what I really like about it um, as a reader, uh, because not only do I write, obviously I like to read, is I can try out a story, I can try out an author, because each Bella story, the first three episodes are always free mm. for every story. So you can get into the story, see if you like where it's going, see if you like the author's voice, see if you like their writing style. Then if you do like it and want to continue on, 
um, you purchase uh, you can purchase tokens to then buy additional episodes. I think it's I think it should be a good little platform as it continues to grow and more authors come to the platform. And that's cool. So you've completed a story, which is the equivalent of a book, I'm assuming. Yeah, some people have, you know, uh, their episodes, they might have 40 some episodes. Mine is more a short story. So mine is my, uh, my first one, which is more uh, like a mild horror um, with a paranormal element to it. It is only 10 episodes. So mm. it's kind of a nice, short little thing. Um, you know, when people are done with these and their their stories are completed, you have the option then to put it as a book on Amazon. Um, you know, I think for me, because I've got some of these shorter pieces, it'd be good to combine kind of all into one little, you know, horror anthology. So I could have multiple short stories in it. So that's kind of where I'm mm. thinking I'll go with that instead of one longer book. I do have a very long <laughs> piece in the work um, that I would like to maybe try to uh, published traditionally, but um, for these, I think I'm going to keep this for my short stories, my short little, you know, creative endeavors that I don't know what else to do with. <laughs> and what do you feel like you are what getting out of it as as a, a writer? Um, I think for me, because you know, I didn't go to school to be a writer. I didn't have ambitions in my 20s, in my 30s to be a writer. I always was very creative. Um, you know, my mind's very busy. I would create things, I would think of things and then not do anything with it. Um, so for me, writing on Vela has been fantastic practice. Um, you know, being able to hone my skills and try out different things. And also I've connected with a lot of other writers through this and, you know, kind of learned from them and read some things. So it's been, it's been nice to, you know, try out a few things and kind of see where my voice is and see what is working. And um, so it's been a it's been a fun process. It's only a couple months old for me, um, but I think I've learned a, I think I've learned a lot, and it's also kind of gotten me more into the a more of a scheduled routine of making sure I'm kind of you know just not writing something and then forgetting about it because I get stuck. No, I have to keep going because I need to finish this to continue to put it out, to finish the episodes and the entire story because it's out there. Yeah, that's a really good point because I know for a lot of writers, um, one of the ways they get stuck is that lack of pressure. No pressure stuck is how Becca Saima, writing coach, describes it. And that is a great solution to that, right? Because she talks about how the solution for that kind of stuck for people that need that deadline that time pressure is um you found a great way with that the vela is that you now made a commitment so you have to keep going to you know fulfill the the commitment because the work is out there so i guess you're are you writing it then as you go my first vela that i released that um rovelli boulevard was mostly finished um when I started putting out there, I kind of tweaked a few things in some of the later episodes before I published them. Um, my second one where um, the path, I'm up to episode 10 now, I had the first few episodes written and then I kind of knew where, it wa where I wanted it to go. Um, but I, so for example, episode 10 just went live this morning. Um, so I haven't put anything out on it, but I wrote that just a couple days ago. So wow. yeah. I knew where I wanted it to go. I kind of knew what I wanted to happen, but I needed to kind of, you know, to put all the pieces. I had all the ingredients. I hadn't mm -hmm. mixed them up and put them out to bake yet. So, uh, 
So yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both, a little bit of both. I think my third one that I've got, I've got some things outlined. I'm gonna try to, you know, again, I think it's nice to start and have at least the first few completed, mm. give yourself some breathing room. And I know where I wanted to go. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun though. Yeah, well, that's so courageous of you to start that way. I think it's really exciting because, yeah, as you said, you know, you're you're really stepping into the unknown there. And do you can you do you get then feedback because you could see like how many reads you got? Is there any opportunity for actually hearing comments from your readers? So there are. I mean, obviously, there's your typical review space. So you know, people can go on and review it. Um, you know, most people typically just want to leave a nice review. So I have heard some really nice feedback from that. Um, Bella now just recently added a um, poll option at the end of each episode. So as an author now, I can put a poll in. Oh. And so, for example, um, with the path, you know, I think one of episode eight or nine I put in, do you, do you want to see this character get caught in her lies? Or do you want her to, do you want to see her be able to kind of navigate her way out of this? Um, so that's kind of a fun way to get some feedback with what the readers want to see. So that, but that's completely new. I think that just started just this last week. So we'll see how that, how that works and, um, you know, what I use that for. But it's kind of nice to get some of feedback, some feedback that way. Oh, that's exciting. Um, so we talked about it is, uh, you know, it's really fun approach because it gives you like a, a clear next goal and you get readers get your work out there do you, is it lucrative like is it or is, is this just for the experience at this point I only started writing the end of January which meant I didn't get to see I didn't have much with my first like report um, in February so really what happened in February that I saw in March was my first I think just like with writing um, on Kindle in general, um, the more stories you have, the more lucrative it's going to be because you're going to get more reads. Um, Amazon hasn't really put out there how they're paying authors. They and like the reason is they don't want people gaming the system. They don't want people trying to just get bots to do you know to do things. So I think it's I think now they're paying authors. Especially, I think a few months ago, they were really paying authors just to come to the platform to write. Mm -hmm. So I have a girlfriend that said, I put a couple things out there. I didn't really have any reads and I got, you know, a nice little, you know, payment that I could go out to dinner with. Okay. So, and she's like, I didn't do anything. I know it's quite a range. And some of these Facebook groups that I'm in for Bella Writers, there are people making, you know, monthly or five figures because they've got a lot of stuff out there. They're get yeah, <laughs> they're getting a lot of reads. They might have these are authors that might have maybe ten stories now that are out there. They've been there from the beginning. But I, I think for me, it's nice bonus cash. I think it's a nice um, option for the you know, part-time writer or the stay-at-home um, mom who wants to be writing but might not have time to fully devote as a full-time career um, to be able to bring in extra income. You know, when you're doing that and maybe you're submitting some things like, um, you know, I also not only do I have my, my dark writing over here, I also do a lot of um, other more warm, sunny, sunshiny stories that are more parent based and heartfelt based um, through Her View from Home and also with Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
pull all, all that together and it, it makes a nice little income for, for somebody that maybe isn't doing writing full time yet. It sounds like now is sort of like the early stages still, you know, when you can make the most out of it, like really leverage it before it gets too um, crowded in there. So good insider tip. And I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, that you've been writing since January. For me, what I get really excited about is people like you that had another whole career and then decided to make this big shift. Can you tell me like more about that? What happened there and and what it, this journey has been like? I mean, since January, that's not very much time. <laughs> well, I've been writing. So January was writing with Bella. I probably started actually writing and submitting things a little over a year ago. Okay. Um, you know, starting with being at home during the pandemic. Here I am at home, two kids. I have two boys. Um, and they're at the age where they're mostly self-sufficient. Um, so I didn't have to be on them while they were in their, you know, online classes and things like that. But I still had to be around and monitoring and, and doing all that. So I had some extra time. I have a very busy mind. And I had seen a call for submissions from Chicken Soup for the Soul about stories on about dogs. And we um, <laughs> had our first baby, uh, Bailey that we got right, right after we were married. And his story is now in, um, last, it came out just in this past August. It's um, my hilarious, heroic human dog. And that was the first story. I thought, you know what? I've got a great story here. And I don't want to give it away, but let's just say he predicted both my labors. And it's a very interesting, kind of funny, funny tale. Um, I thought, you know what? I'll write this up. I'll submit it. What's it going to hurt? Wrote it up, submitted it. It was accepted. And I thought, well, that's cool. I'm going to see my name as an author in the index of an actual real book. Like I can hold this in my hand and, you know, see see my name inside, which was really neat. And so that got me thinking, okay, I should try some more of this. Um, And I follow and was reading on Facebook um, some different, you know, mom posts through her view from home. Um, they're, they've got a really big online presence uh, through Facebook and through their own blog. And they have, they take submissions um, from, you know, from any writer that wants to submit it. And so I wrote a couple things up from them. Those got accepted. Wow. Last year. Yeah. Last year, I think I had eight articles with them, which was fantastic. Um, So, you know, here I am kind of building up a little bit of income from writing the book, a little bit with her home, the posts. And then I saw a, I started kind of writing on what's going to be my, my long form novel format. And, uh, I saw a call for, um, a kind of, kind of like a week long retreat in Chicago last year. And it was hosted by story studio Chicago, which, um, their artistic director is Rebecca Mackay, who wrote The Great Believers, which is a fantastic book. It's one of my favorite books. Wow. Submitted my novel piece for that. That got accepted. So then I went to this week-long retreat. And so things just kind of snowballed here. I wasn't planning on writing anything. And, you know, I ended up at a, at a writing retreat last summer. And uh, and now I've started doing the Bella. So it, it was never a thought-out plan, like, I want to be a writer. I want to do this. It just kind of started with small pieces and then kind of built from there. And 
and now I'm doing Vela and now I'm a part of Moms Who Write on Facebook and I do a lot of their memes and we've got an anthology coming out. I've got a story in that. So um, I think, you know, I'm now 45. I started this maybe at 43. So I feel like, you know, this is my my second career now. So second chapter of my life. Second chapter, yeah, very apropos metaphor. Because I know your your previous profession, you mentioned as a speech um, pathologist. So was there something that you were missing or did you just want to change or like what, what caused you? I know you mentioned that you were at home because of the pandemic, but what made you think, oh, I want to try something new? I, I think just because my mind is so busy and a lot of times I would get these thoughts in my head, in my head or um, ideas of things. I would read a book and think, oh, you know what? That was a great, that was a great story. I wonder if, or what would happen if, and so my mind, my mind just can't take in things and let it be. It takes it in and then kind of wants to go from there. So mm. I think it was both, you know, after 20 years working as a speech path, um, wanting a change of pace, wanting a little bit of a change and, and a challenge. You know, I, I think I got to a point where even though every, with every new client that would come in, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new, it's a completely new client. You're going to be doing new things. But I felt like. I've got all the tricks, you know, it, it, it got to be something that wasn't quite as challenging as it used to be. So um, I think just doing something different with my brain, kind of doing something a little bit scary felt felt good. And, you know, after being home for, you know, a year and a half or whatever, like if I think I want to do this, now's, now's the time. I'm either going to do it now or, you know, what else am I going to be doing? I'm, I, I might as well try. I might as well try. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, when I would submit some things, I had things rejected. Um, I don't think you're a writer unless you do, because not everything you write is going to be a fit for where you're submitting or everything you write maybe isn't going to be, you know, the, the perfect thing that someone else is looking for. But, you know, just being able to put that out there and, and uh, kind of just explore and see where that would go was, was really exciting. And I think my brain really needed something different. Mm-hmm you were an expert, you were like at the master level, basically, and then coming into writing, you've had lots of great, like you said, great um, opportunities. But I imagine you're also starting as a, a novice. Was that was that scary having to start at the, you know, as a C student when you're used to being like the teacher? Um, okay, I think that's a great analogy, you know, where, where you're doing something where you're comfortable, and you know, you've been successful versus doing this. I think the scariest part is uh, when I went to that week-long writing conference with Story Studio in Chicago here last summer, I was absolutely terrified because we were going to be bringing this piece that we had started that, you know, wasn't a completed piece. It wasn't, you know, fully polished. And we were going to present it in this group. And we were being led by an actual legit author who's been published. And, um, you know, you were going to have your day where you were going to be critiqued, you know, and, and, and it was done in the yeah. very nicest, very, you know, I've, I've heard from other people who write that sometimes they've had these you know, critique sessions and, you know, it, they can be very harsh. I will say uh, anybody who wants to kind of pursue um, learning more about writing story studio in Chicago, either they're in person um, events or they're online. They have a lot of online short classes, pajama series, which are just, you know, like a little two hour at night 
They're fantastic. It was a wonderful experience, but it was still terrifying to say, here's my work. And I was the only one in the group that didn't have any writing background. Some other people were going to be starting their MFAs. Others had written for newspapers. Other, And it's just, it was absolutely terrifying. The day that I went up for my critique, you know, I think I started sweating the night before, but, but it was a great experience. I learned so much, you know, I think it, it definitely made me a better writer. So, you know, doing the scary things, it's, um, it's terrifying. It'll make your armpits really spicy, but, uh, <laughs> but usually those are, those are the, uh, events and the circumstances where you learn so much more, you know, you're, you're not going to learn as much if you don't push yourself, uh, past where you're comfortable. So. Yeah, I mean, those are some great examples. So going to the writing critique or the writing retreat and then um, Kindle Vela, was that scary at first too? I don't know if it was quite as scary because again, it's, you know, I'm separate, separated from a vice screen. Mm. So my story is out there, but I'm not there when somebody's reading it. The scariest part or the most nerve wracking part was, was anyone going to read it? Was anyone ever going to see any of this? Um, so once, you know, you start getting some, some reads, enjoying it and um, and some of the author groups um, you know making some of those connections where you've read somebody's story and you really think their style of writing is fantastic and then they come back and say read yours this is wonderful you know and leaving a great review that you know that that, that feels great totally that's what it's all about really isn't it I think maybe that's why it's so scary is because we're writing it for people to experience it and how did you find your way into, um, so you mentioned that you write for uh, Her View from Home, and that's more of like based on motherhood, but you also have found yourself in writing the horror and suspense genre. So how did you wind up in that that genre? That's the longer novel that you're working on right now. Yeah, that, that one has kind of like a dystopian bent to it. Um, more because that's what I've always enjoyed reading. You know, when I was really little, I loved a Stephen King novel. Um, I loved The Stand, you know, The Shining. I love a reading started is in those mm. types of books. So I think writing that is easier because I, I can, I kind of know the formula, even if I don't formally have the training in it, you know, you, you get an idea of the pattern of how those books go and, and what you expect in those types of books. And so then maybe it makes it easier to put that into your own stories because you know, you're, you're used to reading in that genre, but it's cool that you just like jumped right into something that was completely different before you were a mom. And before you were a speech pathologist, we were just like, Jill. Yeah. I think, I think for me, I've always had to have some kind of creative outlet right now. It's writing before, you know, I used to love to bake. I still do. Um, you know, love to bake. I did um, flower arranging. I used to, when I was in college, I worked as a florist, not as, you know, the head florist, but my godmother was a florist. I learned to do that. So I just, I love to create and I love whether it's with flowers or with ingredients or with words, just taking something that in its raw form maybe isn't anything special and creating something new and something somebody can enjoy and something, something unique, something that's different than what existed before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think being a mom, you know, that's what being a mom is. We created these kids and now we've got these new humans and um, we get to see them, watch them grow and, and their development. And, and I feel it's somewhat similar with, with writing. Here it is. I've created something. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to see where it goes. And, um, 
you know, create something new and hopefully it makes the world a better, a better, more enjoyable place. Yeah. And what I really like about that, Jill, is that it, it does honor the creative, like the, the creative, um, history or background that a lot of like the mum writers that I talked to, like I mentioned, a lot of them, a lot of us are coming to it now, maybe in our thirties or forties or fifties and having done maybe something completely different before. And so part, part of that means that you feel like you're a novice and you feel like you're a beginner imposter syndrome, all of that. But what, what you, what you say, I think is really key there because it points to the fact that maybe you're starting out in writing but you're as a, a newcomer, but you're still an expert in creativity because as you mentioned, like faber arranging, uh, like again, like baking, like the, all of the work, the creative work, the mums put into creating, you know, special things for their children. Like that's all creativity and it's all creative work. And so actually you are an expert in creativity and this is just like one manifestation of it. Yeah, I think that I think that's um, exactly it. And well said. Yeah, it's just you know my brain looks for creative outlets, and whether it's you know when the kids were little, I was planning you know a birthday party with a cake that looked like a pizza because we were doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle birthday party, or you know that was that's what I did then because that's the stage of life I was in, and now you know we're kind of out of that, and I've moved on to something else. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe you move on to something else after this. Who knows? Who knows? There's there's plenty of time. So I have I have uh, my grandmother's going to be turning ninety six next month, and so I figure I've got quite a few decades still to work on the writing and maybe do something else too in the next twenty thirty years when you know writing gets to be <laughs> gets gets to be you know something I'm looking to do something else. Who knows? There's there's always there's never enough time, but there's always time to, to start something start something new totally and and like you said i think it it is about doing something new and like that it's like there's that joy in pushing yourself and exploring something new i think it's great to hear us share these stories so we we understand you know why so many of us writing moms like feel compelled to branch out into this scary unknown world that is writing and that it's totally it's normal and and it's wonderful yeah and i think i think for me the writing it's something that it's it just it's all mine it's 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 i've created it i've put it out there this is you know i i i think for all of us you know we all need an identity whatever that may be and for me this kind of writer identity has just been um, something that has been so fulfilling and mm-hmm. beyond just the writing, even the, the connections I've made through it. Um, you know, I'm part of moms who write and in their group and all the women in that group have been just lovely. And now we're, you know, I, it's almost like having new colleagues, but they're also friends. And we talk about, you know, we talk about writing stuff and can you proof this for me? And, oh my gosh, I, you guys aren't going to believe what my kid, what my kid did last, last night. So it's um, a wonderful community that I think I found that I didn't even know I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, um, you know, that part of the journey has just been wonderful too. And I'm so appreciated, uh, appreciative of, you know, all the, the ladies of Moms Who Write and also love that I get to put my my crazy brain to work and do a lot of like funny snarky memes for their for their Instagram page where 
you know, again, another creative outlet. I get to be on Canva creating, creating things to put out there. So um, I think just the community that I found um, in the Vela community too, I've met some great writers on there and um, beyond finding their great stories to read and connecting with them too now that, you know, we kind of share, here's what I'm thinking. Hey, I've got an idea for something here. What do you think? So it's been, it's been great socially as well as just, you know, for my brain, it's been, um, yeah, didn't even know it didn't have any idea that that was going to be part of this, this journey. And uh, I think it probably has been the best part. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is a great reminder for those moms that might feel isolated where they're at in their community and, Maybe they feel like they need something. They don't know what it is, but that, yeah, when you, you might not be able to see, you know, what is possible right now, but as you, as you said, like, just take those first steps because you will meet people along the way and maybe they won't be people that you see in with their, you know, in real life, but you can, I've been blown away at how much my like digital community has expanded through starting this podcast and, you know, joining different programs. Um, I never thought like when I first became a mom, I felt very isolated and it never occurred to me in a million years that I could make a community like through Facebook and, you know, all of these like online places and that it would feel, as you mentioned, like so real and so meaningful. So, um, I think that is a really good, good, point to bring up because we're not just, it's not just that it's about like writing a book or, or whatever. It is about identity and belonging and, you know, taking that next step into like your, your evolution really as a person. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in the long run, sure. Would we all love to be the next Colleen Hoover? Sure. That sounds fantastic. I would love to have a bunch of books out there and, and all of that. But I think, you know, even if, where I'm at now is where I stay. You know, I'm putting out these, these small pieces. And if, if that's my writing career, I think that in and of itself, the people I've met and, um, you know, the fulfillment that I've had through that, 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 you know, has been worth it. Just, just, just that, you know, at that level, I don't, again, I'll take, I'll take anything else that comes along, but, um, you know, I'm, I've been so pleased over the last, you know, year, year and a half with where I've ended up because I didn't have this big vision of mm -hmm. this is where I want to be. It mm -hmm. kind of just naturally, organically came about, you know, step by step, the next piece, you know, submit this, mm -hmm. this happens. Okay, well, now I'm going to do this. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's given me so much. Yeah. And I think that is just also a great reminder for those that are like a few steps behind you and they're scared to take that first step. They don't, you know, there's so many um, negative voices on our head. Like you're, you're not gonna, like you said, you're not going to become the next Stephen King. So why even bother? Or you're not going to know what to do. So why even bother? Whereas you're saying like, no, I didn't know what to do. I just took one step and there was the next crumb. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to become a super, you know, New York times bestselling author, but that's okay too. That doesn't mean, I interpret that as failure if that never happens because you can see like the success that you're in now. And I just think that is, is a lot of, um, provides a lot of like, f f you know, encouragement to those that maybe are just, they're not where you're at yet. They haven't taken those first steps and, you know, there's all of those voices are, are, are holding them back. 
So I, I just really like that, what you've shared about your process and your journey so far and you're like loving it. I mean, what was the worst that could happen? If, you know, I've had stuff rejected. Great. It, nobody, you know, nobody but me really knows. And, and I'm happy to share that. Yes, I've had things rejected and, you know, my world didn't end. I just submitted somewhere else and maybe something that was rejected here is picked up somewhere else. And, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I don't think I ever wanted to be afraid of doing it or afraid of submitting and afraid of rejection, well, then nothing gets posted, nothing gets printed, nothing gets accepted, and nothing gets out there. So, you know, if at least I have something out there, if at least I get a try, then I knew, I knew, I knew I at least attempted something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all the, all the things that got accepted and had some success with, that's a bonus. So, uh, you know, I, you know, at 45, I don't want to look back and regret. What would your advice be to Jill who had just started? Maybe the Jill had just read that ad for the chicken soup for the soul uh, submission. Be courageous and be be confident in your in yourself. You know, you I think all of us can do more than we think we can. I think you know, we talk about being our own worst critic and I think that's true for so many of us. And just not to be afraid of failing because as long as you're putting something out there, as long as you're giving it a shot, you've already succeeded. You know, the only failure truly is not trying. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for your, your, your insight and your stories today. And where can people catch up with you? So I am most active. I think the best way to kind of follow a lot of my stuff is on Instagram. Um, it is my happy place. Um, I've met a lot of wonderful people through there. It's so uh, warm and welcoming. Um, so I'm on Instagram as at uh, firstdraft.blog, so spelled out, firstdraft.blog. There's a link to my link tree on there, and that will link to all of my Her View From Home articles. So that's kind of just the best place to find all of my my published material in, in one spot. So, And like I said, Perfect. Instagram is my happy place. Well, thank you so much for your encouragement today and your insight. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. This was lovely. And um, even though I was completely nervous, my anxiety gets to me. This was was very lovely and relaxing. So, Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No anxiety required. Okay. So here are the top takeaways. Number one, writing can develop can be a great way to develop your voice and explore your craft. It is a great motivator because once you publish one episode, there is definitely a time pressure to keep on finishing that story. And number two, if you are going to write for Kindle Vela as a starting point, make sure you have completed a few episodes ahead of time to give yourself some breathing room. Number three, another fun part of Kindle Vela is that you can include polls in your episodes so that you can ask readers what they think should happen next in the plot. Number four, there's never enough time, but there's always time to start something new. And, and number five, our most popular top takeaway on the show, find your writing community. Speaking of writing community, uh, thanks so much for listening to this show. And if you have a moment now, it would mean so much to me if you could take a moment to rate or review this podcast on Apple or Spotify. I will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, 
happy writing.